Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And it is a pleasure and a privilege to come to you all today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got some hilarious videos lined up for you that are cracking me up right now. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, we got uh, Joe Biden trash-talking our president, but he's going to eat crow. I mean, I think he eats it every time he talks. It's hard for him to get two words out that make sense, let alone an entire sentence. But uh, uh, I'm going to show you exactly what I'm talking about. We've got an Obama whistleblower, friends. Yes, indeed. Somebody that was in the Obama administration that has come forward with some very damaging allegations against President, uh, former President Obama and Joe Biden. I couldn't tell you enough. I do believe that Obama will go down. History will record him as one of the most corrupt presidents in the history of the United States. Friends, thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. FB, Facebook, they're being nice to me right now. Please, if you're on Facebook, hit the share right now. Really do it. Hit the share button right now. Share this video. You never know. And actually, I do know. I get messages all the time from individuals that say, I just started watching your show. A friend of mine shared it. And what you shared opened my eyes. And I, I, I hear they've done research. But overall, the overwhelming theme has been that it's opened up their eyes to exactly the agenda of the mainstream media, the ugliness and the out outright deceit of the mainstream media, and... A lot of people are jumping on the Trump train, which is the train of truth, a train of justice, and the train, the train that is on the right side of history. So please hit the share button right now if you're on Facebook. On Twitter, please retweet this. Same thing. You might have friends or family that hear something today that opens their eyes. If you're on YouTube, thank you so much. Please share this as well. And if you're one of my subscribers to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, thank you. You not only get all my daily news, but you also get my in-depth one-on-one interviews. Please share my podcast with 10 friends, 20 friends. Just help me spread the word. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, create a more even and level playing field for those of, us out, those of us out there that want the truth. So thank you for being a faithful subscriber to my podcast. Okay, let's... Get right into it. Are you kidding me? We've got an Obama whistleblower that has come forward with information on just how much surveillance was actually being done on General Michael Flynn. Friends, he was a target from the very beginning. The Obama administration knew that he was going to have access to information that could expose, in my opinion, uh, he was that was going to expose the Obama administration, what they had been doing, and the coup attempt that they did place uh, on our president. Well, this whistleblower has come forward to share that the surveillance was going on a lot longer than we originally thought. Whistleblower claims Obama's Treasury Department regularly surveyed retired Army Lieutenant General Michael Flynn's financial records. A real whistleblower has come forward and spilled her guts on the corruption of the Obama administration. She says that the Obama-Biden administration regularly spied on General Flynn, Paul Manafort, and top staff of the Trump campaign, members of Congress, and the entire Trump family. It's not just relegated to Michael Flynn. This is a serious complaint properly filed with the Inspector General of the Treasury. In the official complaint, it listed only two names that appear in the complaint. That would be Flynn and Manafort. Here is the explosive part of her complaint. Others 
who were illegally spied on include members of Congress, all Republicans, I'm willing to bet, top staff of the Trump campaign, and the Trump family. That is illegal. That is corruption. That is Joe Biden and Barack Hussein Obama. It's going to be very interesting to see where all of that leads. But I really appreciate the truth coming out. Why would he do that? Why would he intentionally spy on and look into the financial records of anybody? He's he's getting ready to leave office uh, unless he is... Would a person do that that may be a little fearful of some of the deeds that they have actually done and the incoming administration is going to have the ability and the opportunity to see exactly what it is, especially uh, General Flynn? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that's absolutely the reason, uh, but we're going to wait and see exactly how the chips fall, and we hope that it, they fall on the side of justice. Senator Lindsey Graham has promised a report. Hopefully this is news we can bank on. Lindsey Graham has been flip-flopping a little bit. Uh, actually a lot on a lot of issues that matter to us. We want to know about what happened, uh, who did what in the Russia collusion hoax, and we want those individuals held accountable. Well, Lindsey Graham promises a report on the FBI's actions during the Russia collusion hoax before the election. I think all Americans want to know that. Lindsey Graham, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, is promising to question witnesses, gather documents, and create a report before the November election. You could call it an October surprise because... It would be a surprise if he kept his word, but we'll hope for it. By now, it has become obvious to everyone that the FBI and the DOJ and the Obama-Biden administration were committing crimes in an effort to pull a coup attempt against President Donald Trump. It's now a matter of finding out who did exactly what and to determine how long their sentences should be. Graham said this, and we hope that we can hold him to it. I'm trying to explain to the American people what happened in Crossfire Hurricane. I gave Mueller all the space he needed to do his job. He's done his job. We got the Mueller report. We're going to do this by this October. Do we have to be reminded of the fact that Mueller spent two and a half years, over $50 million, investigating every crevice of the Trump campaign? Uh, Again, my personal friend that I believe I'll have on a podcast worked underneath Roger Stone on Donald Trump's campaign, and he was also hauled off and interrogated for hours upon hours upon hours, and he shares how how Mueller and his thug, dirty cops just would ask him the same question in different ways to try to see if they could get a different answer. Well, that's exactly what I believe they did uh, to Flynn. Uh, They were trying to get him to lie. Well, my friend Jason actually made it out unscathed, and that's good for him. But we cannot forget that the Mueller investigation went on for so long, and we had to hear from all the mainstream media stations nonstop that there was collusion, that the president was a Russian asset, a Russian spy working on behalf of Putin. Do we have to remember all of those things in order to come to terms with the fact that there is absolutely an agenda a coup against this president, and I believe all roads lead right to the top. Well, the former top, and that would be Hussein. Let's call him Hussein. How's that? Well, this is just, uh, it's its pretty disgusting to me, but I, I, I think that it's my responsibility, and I, I, I want to try to bring you the news that maybe a lot of you are not seeing, but uh, a lot of maybe your friends or family are. Maybe there's individuals on here that have been siding more with the mainstream media, Uh, This is just something, one clip from Morning Joe on MSNBC, where he's talking about the president and the president's uh, declaration that he's taking hydroxychloroquine. This is what the American people have to listen to from their mainstream media pundits. 
was thrown out as a distraction um, because the president always wants to distract from his failures. But um, when the president of the United States actually says he's doing something, which let me assure you, he is not doing. Let me assure you, the president of the United States is not taking hydroxychloroquine. And all the time that I knew him, I only uh, sat uh, for one meal with him. And before that meal, he had wipes uh, like this high. And we just go through the wipes compulsively and uh, wipe his hands, sanitize his hands before eating anything. Um, so he's not taking something that his own administration has said will kill you, that his own FDA said will kill you, that the VA said will kill you. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but if I was one of the viewers of Morning Joe, I'd be pretty frightened. I'd be scared to death. The VA said that it'll kill you. The FDA said that it'll kill you. Trump's own administration said it'll kill you. Except it's all a bunch of lies. This guy, the audacity that he has to get in front of the American people and lie, bold-faced lie, hoping that anybody that watches him doesn't actually do their own research they don't actually look up the studies that are on hydroxychloroquine, although some of them are hard to find because they're being buried by big tech. Yes, there are lots of studies from doctors, not just in our country, but all around the world that share how they have been, how they've been using hydroxychloroquine with patients that do have the virus and they've gotten better. In fact, some of the doctors say that there were no adverse side effects whatsoever, but it doesn't stop there. Here's, here's where Biden comes in. Now, please understand, this man is trying to become the president of the United States. He is talking. It's bad enough that Joe, Morning Joe, talks like this about the sitting U.S. president. But here's this is coming from a guy that wants to become the president of the United States. Joe Biden, absolutely disgust, uh, disgraceful how he talks about our president with the same rhetoric, the same tone, the same fear-mongering. Um announced that he is taking hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic. I'm sure you saw the news, right? Um, but there's growing evidence linking hydroxychloroquine to dangerous side effects. And I'm curious how you feel about the president of the United States modeling what many doctors view as risky medical behavior in front of the American people. <laughs> it's like saying maybe if you injected Clorox into your blood, you know, it may cure you. Come on, man. What is he doing? What in God's name is he doing? And the things that presidents say, the words of a president matter. When the president says he's, you, you heard the vice president today or yesterday say, I'm not using it. I'm not using it. The vice president of the United States. Look, this is absolutely irresponsible. There's no serious medical personnel out there saying to use that drug. It's counterproductive. It's not going to help. But the president, he decided that's an answer. So what do you think people are going to be doing? You think they're not going to use it? And look at the look at the studies that have been done. It does much more harm than good. I, this is totally irresponsible. Totally irresponsible. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, he likened t 
taking hydroxychloroquine to injecting bleach into your veins. And this guy wants to become the president of the United States? I've got to bite my tongue sometimes. It's not too often. But sometimes I just have to. What, what really troubles me is who are the people that are listening to this guy that still want to vote for this guy? Where is their head at? He didn't say inject bleach into your arms. In fact, there are disinfectants. Not the kind you buy in grocery stores. The kinds that are actually designed and made to go into the bloodstream. Yes, research it. They're out there. They do exist. The same with UV light rays. I was talking with my good friend Mike Lindell of MyPillow. He was actually having a, a, a blood uh, UV ray cleaning done at the very moment the president was in, uh, was in the White House talking about the press, the press briefing room talking about putting UV lights through the skin. He was actually getting that procedure done. Yes, research it. There is an actual procedure where that does occur. But for a guy that wants to become the president of the United States to talk about injecting bleach, to be having a, a meltdown over this president, when again, ladies and gentlemen, it's all lies. There's an agenda to it. Make this president look bad by any means necessary. That includes lying, includes deceiving, but you have to remember, they're lying and deceiving to us, the American people. This man, Joe Biden, is lying and being deceptive to us. It's on us. The president was right when he said, they're not attacking me, they're attacking you. That's exactly what they're doing and, and who they're doing it to. Well, a Veterans Affairs, the Veterans Affairs Secretary, uh, Robert Wilkie, blasts phony media on hydroxychloroquine study. You can find this on my website. You can send it to any of your friends that think that Joe Biden or Morning Joe or anybody else that wants to give the president crap about hydroxychloroquine is actually telling the truth. The left claims that hydroxychloroquine is ineffective and unsafe and as their proof, they point to a non-peer-reviewed test that allegedly showed that not only did hydroxychloroquine not cure the veterans, but it actually hastened their deaths. Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert Wilkie disputed the study, uh, which has been pretty well debunked by now if you're uh, paying attention. Wilkie said, I want to knock down the phony story that this is somehow the VA going back on what the president told us to do, which was to use every means necessary, every means possible to protect and preserve the lives of our veterans. That was not a VA study. Those of us who have had a military life, some of us around this table, we've been taking this drug for years. Wilkie then went on to say that the military dispenses 42,000 doses of hydroxychloroquine a day, friends. There have been no problems with the use at all. The military started using the drug about 65 years ago. Let's listen to a doctor. Let's listen to what Dr. Drew, very well respected. I was actually on his podcast once. I'm going to try to get him on mine. Let's listen to what an actual doctor has to say about hydroxychloroquine. Does this make medical sense? Yes. Uh, listen, people have got to separate politics from the practice of medicine. He, everything he said was absolutely accurate. It has been around for 40 years. It's been prescribed hundreds of millions of times for malaria. I personally have prescribed it hundreds of times for malaria, hundreds of times for rheumatic diseases. I've never seen one adverse side effect. I can't say that of Tylenol. I can't say that of aspirin. Now, 
Every medication has risk. That's just the way it is. But in a otherwise healthy person with maybe a rheumatic condition or to prevent malaria, it's a very safe medication. Do not confuse it with chloroquine. That's different than hydroxychloroquine. Okay, so the... Thank you, Dr. Drew. Don't you think we should actually listen to some actual doctors when it comes to these studies? Don't you think we should listen to people that have actually prescribed it themselves, maybe even taken it themselves? I think that, uh, you know, if hydroxychloroquine was actually as bad as they say, the mainstream media would actually applaud the president sharing that he's taking it because we all know that they love his uh, ultimate demise. Yes, I'm pretty sure the mainstream media would applaud him sharing it because they would hope that millions of people would also then take it and also succumb to something fatal at which they could then uh, turn around and blame the president for. So for all of the attacks, nonstop attacks that this president has received from the mainstream media, if it was truly something negative, don't you think they'd be rejoicing that he's actually taking it? I think that the tune would be a little bit different. So the question is, why are they intentionally trying to lie to us? Maybe is it because hydroxychloroquine is so cheap, so readily available, and it's something that could end this shutdown immediately? Don't you think that uh, if, the, if the shutdown ended, then the Democrat governors that are initiating these lockdown tyrannical orders would have to lift their lockdown orders and America could get back to work? Uh, well, they don't want any of that. They love, I believe, they absolutely love the mainstream media and most of the Democrats that hate this president. They love the fact that the economy is shut down, that Americans are stuck in their homes, that small business owners can't open their doors. They love that fact because they're gonna try to hang it around the president's neck come November. I believe it'll backfire in their faces, but again, it's on us. The joke, the lies, the intention is against us, the American people. Divide and conquer, that is their MO, and they'll do it by any means necessary. Well, we've got uh, one thing that Joe Biden said that I wanna bring back is he was talking about how careful a president should be with his words. Well, here's presidential hopeful Joe Biden sharing some words that I don't think he was very careful about. On the other side of my property here, a lot of Canadian geese. If you hear them honking away, it's they're cheering. That's what they're about. <laughs> the scale, the scale of the loss is staggering. I don't know whose phone that is, but the scale of the loss is staggering. It's been two months since Congress gave him that money. Is it incompetence? Corruption? Trump was out there tweeting again this morning. I called him President Tweedy. Reopen the country, end of quote. Yes, reopen the country. That should be a closed end quote right there, and that's coming from the president. Uh, Joe Biden, the best he could come up with is, is Mr. President Tweedy. <laughs> I think Sleepy Joe, uh, again, I don't think he comes up with uh, with too much on his own, but I'm sh not sure who came up with President Tweedy. Uh, I don't think that's a very uh, harsh thing to say about the president whatsoever. But Joe, when it comes to using your words wisely and carefully, that's probably the best clip that I could show of you using or trying to use your words. Uh, I'm not sure how comparing geese to, uh, uh, to honking makes any sense whatsoever, but when does anything you say make pretty much any, any sense uh, what whatsoever. It's funny when I'm talking about Joe and how hard of a time he has putting two thoughts together, my own thoughts seem to just race and just all want to come out at the same time. Uh, but I'm live, so I'm trying to keep it straight. All right, what else are we going to get into here? We've got the Senate committee votes 
to authorize subpoena investigations for Hunter Biden. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, there's some dirt and corruption that's about to come out. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee has authorized Chairman Ron Johnson to subpoena Blue Star Strategies for documents and testimony on their connection to Hunter Biden and Burisma Holdings. The vote went along party lines, but the Democrats are the minority in the House, so they really couldn't do anything about it. The Democrats are crying, political witch hunt. Could you believe that? It's a political witch hunt. Yeah, we're trying to go after the truth about corruption, and it's a political witch hunt. They know a lot about political witch hunts. They've been conducting witch hunt after witch hunt since this president took office. For some reason, the Democrats consider it is a crime to inquire about corruption at a time when we, the United States, was looking to aid Ukraine. However, uh, they don't think it's an actual, uh, they don't think that the actual corruption itself should be investigated. You really cannot make this stuff up, friends. But the fact that uh, those, uh, the, the fact that those subpoenas are going forward for testimony and for documents and records means Joe Biden and his son Hunter should very well be shaking and quaking a little bit in their boots or whatever it is they wear these days. Uh, you know, this is a disturbing fact that we have to deal with. A disturbing fact that so many in our nursing homes around the country, well, to be, to be, to be specific, most of the Democrat states have had an absolutely exorbitant amount of death in their nursing homes. 59% of all the deaths in Illinois in three weeks were in nursing homes. It's truly a sad thing. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is now in the same boat with many other Democratic governors uh, find them, finding themselves over their handling of the virus crisis. DTMNBN is the disease that must not be named because I have to try to fly under the radar here when it's in print. Uh, they seem to be targeting anybody that's talking about anything, especially contrary to what we're hearing from the CDC or the WHO, uh, they're targeting. So I'm already a target. I'm a unicorn. I'm a black man that supports this president and knows my facts. But Republican governors were smarter, and that goes a long way into explaining why COVID-19 deaths are so much higher in states with Democrat governors, friends. Although he did not mandate that virus patients be admitted to nursing homes like other Democrat governors did, he didn't ban the practice like the Republican governors did. It should have been a very easy decision to make. Ban sending anybody with the virus to a nursing home. Between March 17th and April 24th, 1,795 virus patients died. Of those, 625 of them were in nursing homes. Makes up about 35%. During the following three weeks, 2,263 people died from the disease, of which 1,350 of them were in nursing homes. That comes out to over 50 9%. The total for the six-week period was 1,975 out of 4,000. Roughly 49% were in nursing homes. Now, you think this would be a very easy thing to understand. Uh, you know, the, Vare, uh, the governor, J.B. Pritzker, he has a net value of about $4 billion, 3 or $4 billion. Go look it up yourself. Do you think he really cares? I mean, I'm speaking pretty bluntly here. But do you think he really gives one iota? Does he really understand exactly what the American people are going through? If he's allowing this to take place in his own community, in his own home state, uh, that he's supposed to govern for the welfare of the people, it seems like there's a huge disconnect between him and what actually matters most. You think that any rational person, you know, Governor Cuomo, uh, he reversed his decision. He said, we're not going to send virus patients back into nursing homes. He changed the decision after a lot of death had already occurred. You think it'd be a very easy thing for anybody to acknowledge it was a bad decision 
to allow individuals infected with COVID-19 to go into nursing homes, the population with the highest risk of, of death. You think that'd be pretty easy, unless it's a Democrat, especially unless it's a high-ranking Democrat like Chuck Schumer. Ah, I'm going to try it again. Sometimes it plays. I really want you to hear what Schumer, how he sidesteps uh, this entire, this, the entire debacle of what took place in uh, New York. One second. On the other side. I'm going to have to show you that tomorrow, friends. Uh, one of the uh, things of being live, sometimes things don't just work the way you want, it to, want them to. I will paraphrase. I'll tell you exactly what's said. That reporter on MSNBC actually was doing some real reporting. He asked Chuck Schumer a very simple question. Was it a mistake for Governor Cuomo to send virus-infected uh, patients into nursing homes? Chuck Schumer praised Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio. He said they couldn't have handled anything any better the reporter actually uh, put him back on the spot. He said, well, Governor Cuomo did change his mind. He did, he stopped the practice. Doesn't that mean he made a mistake? Chuck Schumer still denied the facts and refused to say anything negative about his Democrat counterpart. That right there, friends, is hypocrisy. That is what we see a lot of, a lot more so in the Democrat side of the aisle. And I'll call it out when I see it on the Republican. There are rhinos out there. There are individuals that have been voted in as Republicans that actually do not serve the true conservative values of what Republicans hold dear. I'll call it out, but today it's Schumer. And once again, sorry that that clip did not play. Well, let's look at this. This is a a poll that I think is a good thing because I believe that before just a couple months ago, I don't think Americans had a problem whatsoever with buying things made in China. I know myself now, I'm paying a lot closer attention when I'm ordering off of Amazon or in any, in any stores, which hasn't been as much often, but uh, I'm paying a lot more attention to if something's made in China. I don't think they deserve any of our money, uh, especially retrospectively to how they handled the virus, lied about it. People died. It infected the world. It was, it's been a plague released on the world, uh, and they're just they're complicit. I think a lot of Americans are waking up to that fact. New poll reveals... American consumers are telling China to stuff it. Very good. A recent Bloomberg poll shows that a majority of Americans are open to spending more money on products that are manufactured outside of China. 40% say they will not buy anything made in China. Also, 55% of respondents say they don't believe China can be trusted to fulfill its trade agreements to buy more U.S. products. 66% of people say they favor increasing restrictions on imports over free trade deals as a better means to boost the U.S. economy. Whereas isolationism isn't good for any economy, we can certainly understand the sentiment after what has been revealed about China's handling of the pandemic virus that killed so many Americans and people around the world. The poll results came just as President Donald Trump stated that he now feels differently about the trade deal he signed with China earlier this year. On Tuesday, Trump said to reporters, I feel differently now about that deal than I did three months ago. And rightly, he should absolutely feel differently about that. One more little reminder. This clip actually comes from uh, a couple years ago when the president, uh, when he, before he had 
truly began to uh, see the booming economy that we all saw because of his administration, because of the policies that he was initiating, because of the tax reform, because of uh, uh, the Prison Reform Act, because of all the manufacturing jobs that had come in. This is coming from mainstream media, MSNBC. This was Joe before probably he was so, uh, uh, he was so dark. But it's what this woman says at the very end that should wake up every single American that believes the mainstream media actually has our best interest in mind. I don't think she meant to tell the truth, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what she did. Exactly what I hear, what Yamiche just said, is what I hear from all the Trump supporters that I talked to who were Trump voters and are still Trump supporters. They go, yeah, you guys are going crazy. He's doing, what are you so surprised about? He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Well, and I think that the dangerous you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is, the, that is our you, job. Yeah. That is our job, she said at the end. Yeah, that's exactly what they believe their job is, is to tell you and I how to think. She said it in her own words, friends. Hopefully that wakes you up to understand that the mainstream media has an agenda. It's to divide and conquer. I talk about it in my book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. I actually got to talk to Mayor Rudy Giuliani today. I was on his radio program and he was asking me all about my book. He said there's never a better time somebody should read it or reread it than right now, especially with all the exposing that's going on uh, with the Obama administration. You can get that at davidharrisjr.com. The title is Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. I know you'll love it. And our prayers and thoughts are going out to millions of Americans in Michigan. The, they've had three dams break. There's absolutely chaos going on. So many Americans don't know where they're going to go, don't know where they're going to spend uh, their evenings. Uh, it's truly chaotic there. Yet they've got a governor that is just showing how truly tyrannical she is. Governor Whitmer is deciding to use millions of dollars from the CARES Act to fund voting by mail. Her Royal Highness Gretchen Whitmer has plans to spend $4.5 million in funds for the CARES Act uh, to, for the CARES Act to institute what will amount to massive voter fraud through mail-in ballot, the mail-in ballot system. Democrat, Democrats say that mail-in voting will not lead to voter fraud, but it already has in Oregon. Hundreds of registered Republicans got their mail-in ballots and found out they could not vote because their registration had been changed from Republican to independent or uh, unaffiliated, actually, which meant that they could not vote in the primary. Those who caught it in time were able to request their registration status be changed back to Republican, only to find out a lot of them that it was changed back to unaffiliated. This does not bode well for an honest and fair election. Michigan State, uh, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson said, by mailing applications, we have ensured that no Michigander uh, has to choose between their health and their right to vote. Voting by mail is easy, convenient, safe, and secure, and every voter in Michigan has a right to do so. I, I, it didn't turn out that well in Oregon. And I have a question. If we can stand six feet apart in a grocery store, if we can stand six feet apart in a, uh, in a bike shop, I know bike shops are open. If, you, if they can stand six feet apart, which they probably aren't, in liquor stores and weed dispensaries, how in the world can we not stand six 
feet apart. Sorry, I think I'm saying inches. Six feet apart. How can we not stand six feet apart at, at a, vo a voting station? We absolutely can. So why is it that they're pushing for this mail-in vote? Uh, it's because they understand it's a lot easier to harvest the votes, to, to cheat, to manipulate the voting process in order to get their way. That's exactly what it's all about. That is their agenda, and they're hell-bent on getting it done. Friends, if you love my show, I know you're also going to love Mike Lindell's sheets and his pillow topper. I cannot say how much I love his pillow topper. I know we moved and uh, that we didn't put our pillow topper on the first night, and that night we woke up and my wife and I looked at each other and said, we've got to put the mattress topper on our mattress right now. We did not want to go another night without sleeping on our mattress topper. We absolutely love it. We love his sheets. That My wife was very skeptical. She said, I don't know what's so great about these sheets, uh, this uh, special cotton from Africa, but I'm telling you, friends, his sheets, his mattress topper, they are all amazing. He is my sponsor. He's a sponsor for my show. If you use the code David at MyPillow.com, you'll save up to 60%, depending on what you get, 30% on that mattress topper, and uh, you'll be supporting not only him, but also my show, what I bring you every single day for free, because I, I'm passionate about getting you, the, getting you the news. But I also want to expand my network, and I've got some things working behind the scenes that are looking like I'll be able to do that. So that's a great way to contribute to me as well as Mike. Go to MyPillow.com right after the show. Check out what he's got. I'm sure you'll like something and use the code David. God bless you all. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. We'll have a great day tomorrow. I know there's going to be more fireworks to come. Please share this message on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter. And if you're on YouTube, send the link to friends and family. Help me spread the word about my, my goal to spread the truth to the masses. God bless you. Have a great rest of your night. We will talk to you all again tomorrow. Bye-bye.